You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Hey there, Neverlanders. This was a very special episode that we actually recorded live streaming on YouTube using Google Hangouts. I think I'm going to try to do this a bit more often, and I will let you all know when I plan to do it. I might even have some special guests that join me on a Google Hangout that we can live stream onto YouTube. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I will note, though, that there are some things that happened in the last year or that are coming in the future that we failed to mention, like uh, Frozen in the Hyperion Theater and Shanghai Disney. Uh, so, you know, if there's anything we neglected to mention, feel free to send us something uh, in an email or a voicemail, which you can find all at our website, our voicemail number, and of course our email address, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. It is very fun when you send us a voicemail because then we can actually play the audio on the air. Uh, so I know I missed a lot of things, but I will recommend you go check out All About the Mouse or Window to the Magic. They did do an ear re- in review, and they were very thorough at trying to cover all the things that happened this year. Uh, so definitely go and check that out, but until then, enjoy this episode, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and let it begin right now another world another time in the age of wonder there was once a dream you could only whisper it anything more than a whisper and it would vanish a battle between good and evil you don't know the power of the dark side where shall i find a new adversary so close to my own level try the local sewer you know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith. Trust. Well, if it isn't the Star-Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Hey, take your pixie out of your pocket, Neverlanders. We are going live for those who are actually in YouTube right now. Uh, kind of unexpected I had to go live, but that seems to be the best way I could record this. We are here. I am, of course, your spider pan, Jeremy. I'm here, of course, to take your pixie out of your pocket, sprinkle some pixie dust around, and fly away to Neverland. This is our last trip for 2016, although you're probably hearing this at the very beginning of 2017, but that's okay. But we're not flying alone. We've brought some Lost Boys with us. Of course, Lost Boy Retlaw, also known as Lost Boy Eric. Hello. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And, of course, the scourge of Disney and Diana, but an awesome film guy anyway. But the Mortis is with us. I'm here. <laughs> and uh, hopefully Gary from Saturday Morning Rewind is going to be joining us shortly. Uh, we've been having some technical difficulties, and this is the first time I've done anything live. That's People are seeing it right now on YouTube, and I will leave the video up, but it'll be completely unedited, so be warned. But we are going to review... Some of the really kind of funny events that happened around in Disney and pop culture in 2016. And then, of course, look forward into a few things in 2017. Now, of course, if you need to find any of these other people that are coming along, Saturday Morning Rewind, you will find links, of course, on NeverlandPodcast.com. And also, if you go to Disney Indiana, there's a link, you know, uh, on the website, NeverlandPodcast.com. There is a link for Disney Indiana on there as well, which you can hear the Mortis every couple of weeks running the Mortis matinee and giving Scott generally a very hard time and making me laugh hysterically with very interesting popcorn flavors. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Also, uh, the Mortis matinee is sort of back, isn't it? 
I mean, yeah, we're uh, we're we're trying to come back. We've already did a couple episodes the past few months, so um, we're trying. We were going to do one this month, but we just couldn't figure out which one to do. Is like Christmas time, so we didn't <laughs> do one. So maybe here shortly. All right. Alrighty, well, let's get rolling here. Uh, does everybody have the copy of the documents? Well, heck, I'll just read off what I have of each one as we go. <laughs> there you go. But uh, we'll start things off pretty well in the in the realm of Disney Animation Studios. Uh, this, uh, what, I guess it was in March when Zootopia hit. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, there's a lot of O's in Zootopia. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this was, I think, probably a bigger hit than anyone expected. It was um, sort of timely in a way. It had kind of a message to it, which I thought was a little heavy-handed, but it was still an enjoyable movie. Uh, a lot of good, funny stuff in there. Uh, I thought it was going to be very um, typical. You know, we've seen talking animals before, but this was innovative in showing a city that made sense. In If, if this animal was going to live in this city, it needed to have this sort of environment to live in. Uh, this I think it's the first time anything's been done to that extent where it 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 made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, the the environment, the the entire ecosystems that the that were created and that the filmmakers went into to try and make sure that these type of environments could exist uh, in this strange amalgamation was really uh, intriguing. You know, it has me wondering what they have in mind for sequels when they look to other areas of the animal kingdom besides just vertebrate or whatever they were in this (laughs) (laughs) invertebrates and they're a mixture about everything right yeah i mean there's like yeah it's all mammals in zootopia yeah Yeah. should have been mammaltopia yeah they didn't have any uh like fish walking around so yeah i guess it was just all mammals that is something maybe they could do for a sequel is maybe we could see some other environments, an underwater environment, see some yeah. birds or something. They did that. It was called Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's kind of true, except for it wasn't a world where there were no humans. So that yeah. one kind of happened in our own world. We just didn't realize that, uh, that fish could talk to each other. We just don't understand them. <laughs> or that they knew who Sigourney Weaver is. Exactly. Yeah. But they know a lot about dentistry. <laughs> Too true. <Yeah. laughs> now, see, everyone who ever has listened to the show and hears this noise in the background faintly and wondered what it is, now you can see it, for those of you on YouTube. That's why it's on audio podcast. You don't <laughs> want to why... see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's scary, you know. Uh, all right, so the next thing I actually listed. Now, these are not in a particular order. I was just writing down things as I was thinking of them. But uh, Captain America Civil War, and this was also what, around May, so we're almost in a some sort of an order. This was a huge film. Uh, this, this is something I, I guess we've been looking forward to. I mean, they announced this thing, <laughs> what, four years ago? We started hearing uh, about this, and they announced that... Uh, uh, I think it had D23. I mean, that was a long time ago. Anybody remember? I remember seeing the video where they put the announcement of all these Marvel films. Uh, was that a D23 or was that a, some other conference? Anybody remember? I, I think it was D23 because uh, Disney hasn't had much of a presence at Comic-Con for the past few years because they've had D23 to rely on. So yeah. I, I, I believe that it was. You know, And I remember seeing that list. You know, you've got... Uh, 
the announcements of Guardians of the Galaxy and Black Panther further on down the line, and to see that they were ready and raring to go, you know, to this level with the Civil War and what was one of the biggest stories the last decade for Marvel Comics. Um, and and I remember back when the Avengers uh, just came out and. Joss Whedon and others were talking about how they were, you know, really showing that the Avengers, they're a team, but they're still you, not really united. They still are divided in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and that was all borne out in Civil War. I think maybe Tony Stark wasn't entirely in character with uh, how he's been portrayed so far in the Marvel universe, but uh, still, I mean, it was interesting to see where those lines were drawn and how the different. Um, how the different Avengers fell on either side of that line. Yeah, in the comics, this this changed the look of everything in the Marvel Universe for years to come. Uh, I mean, even have so much as to having Norman Osborn at the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. and creating mm-hmm. a Dark Avengers, you know, the, known as wow. the Dark Reign. There are so many effects in the comics that we're just now getting into in the cinematic universe to see how uh, what they did is the Sokovia uh, Accords yeah, you know, how that's going to change everything, uh, and now that you know we've already run the course of our trilogy of Captain America movies, uh, Chris Evans, unless he signs some sort of new contract, he's only slated to do a couple more Avengers movies, as far as I'm aware, and that's it. Uh, so I don't know where they're going to be able to take it. Uh, but this was, a, I mean, this was a game changer in the comics. So putting this in the movies, it's already kind of a game changer, and it's, I mean, the Marvel universe is still cinematically is still just getting up and running. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of characters that haven't been introduced. So this is an interesting take to uh, slice in there, add in a few new characters, split them up, uh, be actually better than Batman versus Superman, in my opinion, of having super uh, superheroes end up battling each other. And also introducing a new Spider-Man with Tom Holland, uh, which was exciting for me. I mean, uh, Spider-Pan, you know. What do you think, Mortis? Yeah. <laughs> He's just sitting there. <laughs> okay. Um, I got a couple things about this movie that I want to say. Um, number one, it didn't advertise as long as Batman v Superman and probably did three times as much, three times better than what Batman would be Superman. So DC is trying too hard and they need, I think they just need to they cut the cord, rethink this thing and then start again. So I don't, they're, they're trying, I mean, all these previews, except for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman looks pretty good. I have to give it that. But even this Justice League, they're, they're already starting the Justice League. They've had like one, two movies. And they're starting <laughs> a Justice League thing. Marvel did it right. They. I'm not a Marvel person. I'm a DC guy. I love Batman. I love Superman. I never. I didn't even care for Iron Man until the, just like most people until the movie came right. out. Right. Um, Captain America, I have a bunch of figures of Captain America, not because I like Captain America, but I just, something about the, the, the way he looks, the figures, and his, his outfit is just really cool and patriotic, but I'm not a big Captain America fan. I'm not, in it Thor? Oh, who cares about Thor? He's a Norse guy, you know? It just, so, Batman v Superman was supposed to be my movie, and it wasn't. And I was very disappointed. I even... But I did go ahead and buy the 3D version on Blu-ray and all that stuff because I had to. It was still DC, so <laughs> I had to support them somehow. But I was so disappointed. And the Civil War came out. It was like a one month later, and just everybody, Superman v. What? 
I don't remember that one. It was all Civil War after that. Mm -hmm. So Marvel's playing it right. They just they just keep hitting home runs with these things. But did they really need to call it a Captain America movie? Because it wasn't really a Captain America. It was like Avengers 2.5. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. So they they should have rethought the whole Captain America Civil War. Just you know, call it Avengers Civil War, or Marvel yeah. Civil War, or Marvel Civil War. Even not even making an Avengers movie. Yeah. So that was one thing. But I mean, it's already done and gone. It's already in there, so you can't change it now. But yeah, I think they went with that because uh, in in the comic version of the Civil War. Captain America was seen as kind of the hero character who was trying to save the Marvel Universe from this registration act, which was in the comics forcing all the hero the heroes to submit their secret identities and then submit also for training after an incident where uh, a, a mutant called Nitro detonates at school and kills a lot of children and everything. And Stinking in a very muties. Similar, hmm? Stinking muties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, you cannot utter the word mutant in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Fox doesn't want to play ball, which they really need to. Deadpool is not going to save them if they don't get that sequel going. Um, and Logan better be good. But uh, so. There it is. <laughs> you were hoping. But. Uh, Oh, just lost oh yes, they did keep something similar in the movie. I like that I have a camera I can point and adjust. Uh, <laughs> point but uh, I like that they kept. In the comics, it's at a funeral for one of the children who's died that the mother of the child goes to Tony Stark and spits in his face and says, this is y'all's fault and, you know, you need to do something about this. Uh, and that's where he becomes more of a pro-registration type of person. And in the movie, it's a very similar instant where he meets the mother of some someone who her son died in Sarkovia. Uh, and, you know, Tony Stark kind of feels guilty because Ultron's kind of his fault. Yep. You know, so his guilt, I, I like that it set it up. It is almost when she hands in the picture of the of her kid, that is like spitting in his face again. It's like this is your fault. You need to do something to fix this. So I, I do like that there there is that similarity, but to where you Iron Man doesn't feel like he's such a bad guy. He's just maybe not quite going in a direction that's a, that's a, I mean, it sounds good on the surface, but in the application it's got the problems, which is what was really wrong with the registration act in the comic is like well it sounds like a good idea you want to have all these heroes to have some training and 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 everything kind of more controlled and have them have some actual authority instead of just vigilante style but having to put their identities out there and also having the enforcement where if you do not comply we're going to lock you up uh and that's i guess the Sarkovia accords where the problem is going to be is like if you're not complying with this you're now an enemy of the government and except for this they did it worldwide uh it's where you know, you now you're an enemy of the world, and so we can lock Captain America up and turn him into a fugitive, despite all he's done for the world and for the United States. So, a very interesting way to uh, you know to bring that in. And I'm, I'm, you know, there's there's been an interesting question of you know Doctor Strange has just come in. Where is he going to fall? Uh, is this even anything he's going to worry about? Because it's not a spiritual thing. All right. It's it's going to be so cool, especially you know Spider Man. I guess we figured, and in, in the comics. He went pro-registration and joined with Tony Stark, but then he changed his mind and went with Captain America, but it was too late. His, his identity was already out there in a whole big mess, just the beginning of the end <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, but I would yeah. like to see in this new Spider-Man movie if they're going to deal with the fact that he's... Well, I guess with the Sokovia Accords, you know, he's supposed to be... Any action he takes, he's supposed to be getting approval. 
So is right. are, is he going to have? You know, we do see a shot in this new trailer, and I, we're already jumping to twenty seventeen. But in this trailer, we do see him jumping kind of over a, a police helicopter that might be there to arrest him. Is it possible because of the Sokovia Accords and him acting on his own, he's going to get himself into trouble? So I'm looking forward to see how that comes out. But I don't no, it looks, know, it looks like he at least has a chaperone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> treats him like yeah. a kid though. <laughs> Uh, anything yeah, have, any, anybody have anything else to add permission? on the Civil War? Hmm? The what? Is, is Tony Stark getting permission to uh, do all this for Spider-Man and bring him in? I mean, that's that's the question. That's a good question, too. Don't know. Okay, yeah, well, the next I thing we'll I have on my list. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing I have on my list is the BFG. Oh, my Thank goodness. You. This is Steven Spielberg. And John Williams, for the first time, working on a flat-out Disney film. I mean, granted, you had few Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but that came out through Touchstone. Uh, and But that wasn't John Williams, and that was... I mean, Spielberg, I believe Steven Spielberg did have something to do with producing, but he didn't direct that Yeah, one. producer, yeah. yeah. He was a producer. But this is the first time Steven Spielberg directed a movie and brought John Williams to bring a score to it, which I still don't have that soundtrack. I need to get that, because it's John Williams. So, I mean, this... When I found that out, I was already sold with the BFG. And then when I saw that little teaser, I was excited for it. Uh, I mean, this movie, very underrated as far as it it wasn't a big box office straw because a lot of people didn't know what it was. But I never heard anybody say anything bad about it after they saw it. It was a wonderfully fun movie. It's it's not quick pace like we're used to with with movies where everything's got to be so quick and flashy and like a music video. This was just taking its time, some good storytelling, some good character development. I thoroughly enjoyed it. What about you? <clears throat> well, like I said earlier, um, before we started, I haven't seen it yet. So you have to fix that. It's out on Blu-ray now. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's out there with uh, Peach Dragon. Um, mm-hmm. The whole plan was is when it came out on Blu-ray, I was gonna at least rent it and watch it. And we were gonna do that this weekend, but of course, Christmas happened and last-minute shopping happened, so we never did get around. And we had other movies we had to watch because of Christmas, you know, like Christmas Vacation, Elf, you know, all that. So we didn't really have time to watch these before this show. But um, I am going to watch it. I do want to watch it. It looks good. My daughters definitely want to watch it. They're the ones that want to see it more than I do. So eventually we will watch those. But especially I want to watch them before all the shows start back up with new episodes because then I'm never going to be able to get to watch it. I think catching <laughs> right. up on DVRs and stuff, you know what I'm talking about. So. And once the flash comes back, it's on, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Eric? Eric? Uh, ditto. <laughs> Wait, as in you didn't see it or <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I, I'm among uh, the many uh, Americans who failed this movie so that it did not do well in theaters. Uh, I'm so ashamed of you, Eric. You have not seen this movie, and you're on this podcast. What is wrong with you? Uh, there's a lot wrong with me. Yeah. I, you don't see me doing stuff like that. Come on. <laughs> well, you'll just have to take my word for it. It's a wonderful movie, and I know you're going to love it when you see it. It's great. The whole family. Best fart joke I've ever seen in a movie, other than Blazing Saddles. Oh, well, I don't know about all that. No. I mean, that's that's probably one of the greatest fart jokes ever perpetrated on film, but the BFG has a scene right up up, up there with it, in my humble opinion. <laughs> Good. Well, I think I want to rent it tonight, just for the fart <laughs> jokes. Exactly. 
And so the next on the list was Pete's Dragon, uh, another uh, summer movie that I I will honestly say I was skeptical when I heard they were doing it, even when I got the first looks at it. I, I don't I don't know at what point I started to think, hey, this might be good because I mean the teasers weren't really giving anything. They were being cagey. You weren't really getting a good look at Elliot and. So I, I, I went and I, I got to go into an early screening. My stepmother managed to get some free passes. And so my wife and I were able to go with some free passes. Got to see it in 3D. And I was blown away. I mean, I love the original. I always will. But this was, it, this was just different enough to be its own movie separately. But yet brought a lot of the, the magic and the, the heartwarmingness. Is that a word I invented? Uh, the, but the heartwarming we'll, we'll stuff. It. We'll take it uh, that that we come to expect from the original film. It was all there, uh, and this, I mean, being once again slower paced than what we're used to in a lot of these big films, but had a lot of heart, a lot of good stories. Uh, gave you a good origin story to Pete meets Elliot. You know, made you Elliot became like ET in that way that you you understand him without him able really be able to communicate in our normal fashion. But you start to understand Elliot and where he comes from, as you do when you watch E.T. You kind of get to see things through E.T.'s eyes. Uh, I, this movie, I felt, really kind of did that for, for Elliot and made him just as much of a fun character. And he was absolutely adorable, even though he's a furry dragon. That that kind of made him cute. He <laughs> was like Valcor, only green. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I have an excuse for not seeing this movie, okay? There's my excuse. At the Morris Matinee podcast, we uh, reviewed the original Peach Dragon. Uh, it was like a couple years ago. So my plan was was to watch this one and do a review on the new Peach Dragon and compare from the old one. And but we just haven't got around to doing that recording. Maybe that's what we should have done for Christmas is Peach Dragon. But we were actually looking for Christmas movies, so there went that. But maybe our next podcast will probably be uh, the new Peach Dragon, what we thought about it, and comparing it with the one that we saw a few years ago. So, I haven't seen it yet. So, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big dragon <laughs> in it. His name is Elliot. Spoiler! Oh, dang it. It's ruined. I ain't watching <laughs> How about you, Eric? Did you get a chance to see this one? You know, I did. And for the longest time, I had been telling myself, I'm not going to see this. This is why we make such a, a wonderfully fun movie. You know, you've got Jim Dale in it. You've got Helen Reddy. You've got Mickey Rooney. It's got some fun music. It's enjoyable. It's part of my childhood. Why do you want to go and remake this? And I actually had some inside information that, uh, you know, about a year ago, they were telling me it's not going to be that good. Mm. But what really got me was they were running a preview at the old Muppet Theater in Disney California Adventure for Pete's Dragon. I figure, okay, may as well go check this out because I've got 20 minutes to burn. And it blew me away. It absolutely enchanted me with, you know, really what is about the first, well, slice off the first five minutes. That wasn't included in the trailer, but basically from the introduction of Pete and Elliot together um, just really showed how much fun these two could have together, how much they loved each other. And it really took that uh, relationship to a different and more unique level than 
what I had been expecting. And really, Jeremy, you're right. It's very heartwarming. It's very enchanting. It's, you know, this is what, you know, it, it's like the kind of movies that Disney uh, used to make where, you know, it's, it's a, a, a child in nature experiencing nature with this, well, instead of a bear or a coyote, it's now this imaginary dragon, but still, you know, it's, you know, harken back to some of those old movies. And speaking of remaking old movies, uh, we I, I put it later on my list, but we might as well talk about it now. The Jungle Book live action. I was excited as soon as I started seeing some some uh, preview of this because it reminded me so much of the animated because I do love the animated. Uh, I haven't seen it that many times, but it is great fun. And seeing that the songs were brought in, and I know if uh, Tim Nidell of Saturday Morning Rewind was not able to be with us, he had planned on it, but he had some unexpected family show up. And I know he's not wanting to see this at all. He's totally against this movie because <laughs> he loves the original and he does not like Scarlett Johansson as Caw. <laughs> I thought that her her interpretation of the song because really she just gets to come along to sing the song and I think she did it really well. I really enjoy her interpretation of it. The only the only singing that wasn't great is Bill Murray. He's not known for his singing, no. but his his Baloo was fun because he's Bill perfect sort of a different but yet the same kind of Baloo and he doesn't have to seem good it's just fun when he's doing Bare Necessities there with Mowgli uh, and I know some people were kind of back and forth with uh, Christopher Walken on his um, a, a singing of um, and it just went right through my head ooh, ooh be do it was very Christopher Walken <laughs> but for what they they interpreted the character to be where he was almost like this mob boss you know giant orangutan well he's not an orangutan he was actually a philopithecus yeah giant giant that's the word uh but having him be some <laughs> weird prehistoric ape as where he's in charge of everything him kind of being a little bit gangster works it was a very it was a different style of it and the way he did the song was cool it wasn't you know you're gonna not be tapping along to it dr john handled that for you in the credits but it was good and i mean this well, was high adventure Hmm? He gave us cowbell. Yeah, That's I was about great. to say that. I was waiting for him to start. We need more cowbell during the song. And they did put a cowbell actually hidden in his cave. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, oh. it's great. A little, little Easter egg in there, little cowbell. That's cute. I like that. But, uh, oh, my goodness, the, the casting of this was great. And Shere Khan being played by... Um, I Idris Elba. Hmm? Idris Elba. Yes. I, I, I kind of... Uh, Disney character for the year, right? Because we've uh, well, yeah, because he did two this year, didn't he? Because I know normally, you know, we see him as um, oh man, my brain's out in Thor. Um, Heimdall. Heimdall. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, he did do uh, a second character. That oh, what what else did he do this year? I, it's it's uh, was he in Moana? Wasn't he? Nope, nope. He was in Zootopia as Chief Bogo. Oh, see, I knew it was one of the animated ones this year. Oh, my brain goes out. See, that's why Eric is around to fix when I screw up. Well, I do, but I can. <laughs> well, you said you didn't like Scarlett Johansson as Cough. Yeah, Tim didn't like I, yeah. it's like, So he's yeah. not seeing the movie. But me, I like Scarlett Johansson in anything. Or <laughs> lack of anything, I should say, too. But, you know. Like family show. Podcast, family so, show. Yeah, family show. So, yeah, we saw this movie... It was entertaining. I'll leave it at that. Still a bigger fan of the animated than I am the live action. 
which if you want to call CGI for everything live action, yeah, you know, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, live but, boy it, animated film. <laughs> right. It was it was fun, but this is what Disney's doing now: is they're live doing live uh, movies of animated movies like Beauty and the, Be- Beauty and the Beast coming up. Um, Cinderella, they did that one. I'm just you know. Here we go. I'm just waiting for him to do Peter, or not Peter, but uh, Robin Hood. Ruin my think, other one. <laughs> you think they could do it with animals? <laughs> Set in the same universe as Zootopia, you know? You could do now, it. See, this is where I would be against the movie, like your friend. He, he doesn't want to see Jungle Book because Jungle Book's his favorite movie. I would be the same way with Robin Hood because the Robin Hood animated movie is like my all time favorite. I even got a bow and arrow as a kid. After I saw that movie, because I loved Robin Hood so much, so it is a good one. Can't touch it is that classic. One. It is. Yeah. A, I love it. I love the music too. Yeah. So. Eric. Well, they're, so they're already remaking my favorite Disney movie, so I guess I can't not say no. Black Cauldron. <laughs> Ooh. No. Actually, uh, the no. Chron- I don't think Disney's doing all, all of it, uh, but I guess they've, they've been working on it. There is a live action of the Chronicles of Prydain coming. It is being... Yes. Uh, I think Walden Media is mainly in charge of it. Um, but I, it was on our news, uh, golly, months ago when I was first hearing about it. I think Disney might be involved in the project, but uh, I don't think they're they're fully in. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look it up. I'll, I'll get back to mm-hmm. you all later or something, but... It is happening. Oh, very good. So, because you got to start with the book of three, otherwise the Black Holder doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> of course, no. For those of you that have read it, you know, if you haven't read it, then you'd have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> They're pretty good. You, you should. Well, your your daughters are kind of maybe too old for the age that the books are aimed. Uh, yeah. But I I, I didn't complete the series until I was an adult, and I still had fun and enjoyed them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would think my kids would be too old for stuff like that, but. They're not. They're not. <laughs> They'd like My, it. You'd probably like it too. Katie's twenty, and her room is all Harry Potter. I'm just, you know, and Star she Wars. Loves this. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, but right. I got sidetracked there for a second. There, uh, where were we at? Oh yeah, Eric's favorite movie is being made live action. Which one is that? Oh, that's Beauty and the Beast. Um, okay, awesome. Oh, I was pretty much thinking that. Yeah, that's coming out really soon too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Next and we'll year. talk about that in the 2017 section. <laughs> I'm sure we'll show it at the uh, Main Street Cinema sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Beast flavored popcorn. <laughs> uh, it's all fur balls. A little gamey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little gamey. A lot of hair balls. Yeah. I just know if there aren't any tribbles in it, I'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Could be a lot of trouble. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, what were your thoughts on, on uh, Jungle Book there, Eric? Or did you get to see it? Yeah, yeah, we got to see it, and uh, we got the Blu-ray, actually, the week it came out. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, there, there's been very little that John Favreau has done that I haven't enjoyed, and uh, I did really like this unique take of this single uh, human actor surrounded by all of this animation. It's it's almost you know like the fruition of Disney's old Alice adventures. Mm. And Mary Poppins and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You know, the technology has come this far that, you know, the general average person isn't recognizing that, you know, everything that they're seeing is computer generated in that film. 
Yeah, next thing you know, they're going to bring back Peter Cushing with computers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only. Oh, is Peter Cushing Snoke? <laughs> yeah, sure he is. <laughs> Not Tarkin, <laughs> Peter Cushing. <laughs> <laughs> that actually kind of would be cool. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense, but no. it would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the billions of pieces he was blown into came back together and built Snoke. It was just a crappy job. That's why it looks the way he does. Well, yeah, he's all scarred. So, I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. All righty. Uh, another film I have listed out here, Doctor Strange. Back into the Marvel Universe we go. Uh, my go, goodness. Man. I'm going to have to bow out of this conversation because I have not yet seen it. Oh, oh my goodness. gosh. Shame on me. Why are you yes. even here? I've seen it twice already because I had to take Heather for the second round. Oh, wow. But as soon as they announced Benedict Cumberbatch, I was in. I was like, oh, yeah. perfect. And he did Definitely. not disappoint. He was phenomenal as the character from the the journey that the character takes. Although, it, you know, it, it, in times it feels a little rushed through the training to get to where the, the rest of the story is going to take place. But there was definitely a tangible difference between egomaniac really not caring about anything about himself at the beginning of the film to at the end the sacrifices he's willing to make to protect the world from Dormammu and anything that may bring him into the world to destroy it uh, very very cool movie very trippy fun effects that uh, really harken back to some of the original comics where it was all weird colors and somebody was taking a lot of mushrooms then drawing what they saw <laughs> you know Actually, I do know that Steve Ditko was uh, quite uh, taken aback when somebody at Marvel told him that all the hippies were buying his comics because they were tripping out on him while taking their drugs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was definitely a visual movie. It was definitely a visual movie. And you had to see this on the big screen. Uh, who knows what it's going to look like on, you know, when you're at home watching it, but you had to see it on the big screen. And we went a step further, and we saw this in IMAX 3D. <laughs> and, and it was just amazing. I loved it. It was a really good movie. Um, better than what some people are saying it was. I mean, it was an entertaining movie. Was it the best movie? No, it wasn't the best movie at all, but it was a really good, entertaining movie. So I it, highly recommend it if you still have the chance to go see it in IMAX 3D. Really awesome. I think it is still out showing. So. Yeah. I don't know if it's an IMAX anymore because that's Rogue One's kind of yeah. taking that away from, from everything. So, which I haven't seen it I'm in IMAX format yet or in 3D. I should go see Rogue One a third time. Yeah, I want to go see 3D. it in IMAX 3D. So, I don't know how far you are in St. Louis, but we go to Edwardsville AMC out here. It's got the IMAX theater in 3D. It's about 40 minutes away from here. Ah, well, I'm on the other side of the world, and I can get to an IMAX screen in about 10 minutes. Very nice. Awesome. Very nice. And I've got one running between home and work. Very nice. I have to go out of my way to get IMAX 3D. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I used to have to go out of my way. We used to uh, over at our zoo, and it was uh, took me about half an hour to get there. But they had the full size IMAX screen from a you know, very large ceiling around, and I did see Beauty and the Beast when they released it for uh, I forgot which anniversary when they really released it into IMAX screens with the um, um, Human Again song added back in. I did get to see Beauty and the Beast blown up in IMAX. So, but that was you know, a long time ago. Now it's in a lot of theaters. They have their, you know, they're they're not as big, but they do have a good size IMAX screen that you can right. see a lot of movies on. Yeah, I don't know why they call it IMAX because it's not a true IMAX. It's just 
It's called a huge screen. You know? Yeah. It's Large really format IMAX. screens. There you go. Just call <laughs> yeah. it that. But we saw at an actual IMAX screen, we saw Fantasia 2000. Mm. And we also saw uh, episode two, Clone Wars, on, on the big screen IMAX. And last year, we saw Force Awakens. Uh, me and Key went to see it five times in theaters. And every time we saw it, we saw it in a different format. <laughs> and one format we went was to the uh, the Science Museum in St. Louis with their IMAX stuff. We're like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And they had the, it went from floor to ceiling and around. It was like a dome. And I swear, I'll never do that again. That was the worst showing of, of Star Wars I've ever been to because mm. that was it. The, the screen was not made for a movie. It was, you could see all the squares in the movie. You could, it just ruined it, and it was just shaped weird because it went into the dome. Mm-hmm. It was just it was just really bad. And with the IMAX, they're used to you know watching like the stars and stuff. So you're looking up. Well, that's what we had to do for the whole movie. We were practically looking up. My neck hurt so bad after that movie. With that. Yeah, so, you really have to sit kind of far back to really appreciate it when they dome it around like that. Yeah, so do not recommend seeing it in that type of <laughs> yeah. format. But yeah, back to where we were at. Where were we at? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Doctor we Strange. About, yes. Doctor Strange, yes. Did you see it, Eric? No. No. Why What's on the list? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I've seen more movies this year than Paul Barry. Oh, oh, well, that's not saying anything. Burn! <laughs> I don't know. He's been seeing quite a few movies lately. So Yeah, well, you know, yeah, he's eating yeah. again, so you need dinner and a movie. Yeah. He eats fancier dinners than I ever get to eat, that's for sure. Yeah. And still, he's slimming down. Yep. And... All right, but uh, we'll move on to, uh, let's talk a little bit of TV. Uh, new show started this year. Uh, I haven't gotten to see a whole lot of episodes of it, but uh, it's called Milo Murphy's Law and stars Weird Al Yankovic. This, this is the, the he's, I don't know if you call him the most unlucky guy or the luckiest guy, because despite all these things falling apart around him, he manages to find a way to win by losing. Well, he just makes it. the best out of it, every situation that comes across him. You know, no matter how horrible or terrible it is, whether it's you know, being chased by a concrete uh, uh, piece of a tunnel, or yeah, or you know, trapped underground. Um, he, Milo just makes the best of it. For those of you who aren't familiar with the show, it's Milo Murphy is the grandson of whoever Murphy's Law is named after. You know, if anything can go wrong, it will go wrong, and it does go wrong around Milo. Um, it, it's it's a show that you know I've sat down, I watch it with my kids, we enjoy it, and hey, it's got the best voice actor around, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, oh, well, I would call him too? the best voice actor around, but it's really fun having him in there. The best celebrity voice actor. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> is this a is this a cartoon? Because yeah, yeah it's, it's on Disney. It's a cartoon. It's by the same oh. creators of Phineas and Ferb. 
Oh, well, I, I, this is the first time I've ever heard of this show. Oh, my goodness. One of the best epi- – my favorite one of what I've seen is he's trying to support his the football team. They're in middle school, and he wants to support the football team. But anytime he tries to cheer for his football team, something bad happens in the game. So they realize the solution is he goes over to the opposite side, buys merchandise <laughs> of the opposing team, and is cheering the opposing team. That way his, side, his middle school would win. It's hilarious. They're doing a big song and number, and you know, it was it was fantastic because even the theme song is sung by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh my goodness, I got to check this out. This yes, you cool. do. Uh, you can watch a lot of episodes, I believe, with the Disney XD app Very on cool. your iPhone or or Android, whichever you choose. Or I'm going to find some on demand as well. I got a few episodes recorded on the DVR. I need to sit down and watch. But yes, it's wonderfully warm and optimistic and and funny. Because uh, it's almost like if, if you took Wiley e. Coyote, where the ridiculous things are going to just happen to him, but yet he had the optimism and the fortitude to make to win in the end, it'd be like Wiley e. Coyote getting slammed on everything, but still catching Roadrunner by the end of the cartoon. Wow, love Weird Al. Yeah, I love Weird Al. There you go. What, yeah. One of my, uh, you know, one of the, my regrets from this past summer and convention season was I had the opportunity to meet Dan Povenmire. You know, one of the creators of both this and Phineas and Ferb. And I was, you know, had this all big greeting worked up to say, thank you for providing us with a great summer. I hope we survive Milo Murphy. And I never got a chance to to share that with them. But I did get a picture, so that's something. Yeah. There you go. That is something. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I'm glad to check this show out. This sounds really good. Oh, yeah. You can sit with the whole family. You're all going to have a great time. Oh, yeah. Something else happened, though, big on Disney XD as far as the animation. The end of Gravity Falls. Yes, that was so disappointing. I was just getting into it, too. Yeah, I finally oh, yeah. just discovered and got a chance to watch it this same year. And yeah. I was like, this is really cool. Why haven't I been watching it? And uh, what actually got me into it was seeing the uh, the cliffhanger episode where Bill had conquered the world and turned everything weird. And I was like, oh, this is intriguing. Is this what the show's been like the whole time? And then in, the, in between, while waiting for that finale movie coming along, I got a chance to see a whole lot of the episodes. I still don't think I've seen every episode. But the characters were, were just delightful and fun, and uh, even voiced by John Ritter's son there. That was pretty cool. I have actually seen him. I've been in a movie, actually, with him, in an independent film filmed in Kansas City called The Next of One Mile. Uh, I'm an extra in the background eating a hamburger. Uh, one scene. I'm in the trailer for that movie. It's on YouTube. I'm also in a movie with, I always want to call him Rowdy Burns uh, from Days of Thunder, but, you know, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy as, uh, I keep wanting to call him Utapal, but that's a planet in Star Wars. But you know what I mean? You know, he's blue had the mohawk. I was in an independent movie that oh. he was in, but I was not in the same scene with him, unfortunately. But he's in that movie as well. But anyways, I'm way off track. But yeah, so Jason Ritter was the uh, was uh, Zipper, uh, not Zipper, Zipper, Zipper. Uh, with of course his twin sister Mabel, which is yeah, uh, just the two of them are so opposite, but they're so much fun together for being twins that it, it made a great show with a uh, Grunkle Stan, who's the <laughs> basically the biggest con artist thief you've ever seen, who gets away with everything, uh, and then <laughs> this. The characters were fun on this. They they had weird and fun mysteries and monsters. Uh, I mean, what was not to like about this show? It was great. I'm so sad to see it go. I, I, I think there's a way they could bring it back. They just need to maybe need some more ideas. Well, I'll tell you what was bad about it. 
the fact that they, you know, they he only had two seasons in them. Right. Mm. Yeah, we've been following this show since it first premiered. Um, and we've got all wrapped up in the mysteries. You know, at the beginning, it was just this, you know, kind of fun X-Files-ish adventure of two kids out in the Oregon wilderness. And there was such a mystery and such a story wrapped around uh, the this entire show. I don't think that there was a single episode that felt like a filler episode. Everyone or every episode helped move the story along, you know, whether it was just developing this little town or, you know, developing the characters even more. Um, the creator, Judd Hirsch, that's not right, Judd Hirsch, no, Alex Hirsch, um, you know, has said, you know, this was his goal from the beginning, was to tell just the story of a single summer in Gravity Falls. And, you know, more power to him for doing that and more power for Disney for allowing him to keep that vision and not have it drag out and on and on and on. SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> I still like SpongeBob. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those shows that I think we're really going to treasure uh, on repeated viewings, you know, as we explore and watch the mystery expand and deepen to learn more about, you know, who these characters are, you know, we learn more about uh, missing family members and, now, there's still a lot of mysteries and a lot of unsolved things about this show that haven't come out yet. You know, hopefully there's more in the future. Yeah, this yep. is, again, one project that Kristen Shaw's in out of how many things she's in now? About 50? <laughs> she voices, like, everything or is in, like, Last Man on Earth. She is a very, very busy woman, and she's got that voice where she could be a kid on any cartoon. That's probably why she's working so much. Mm -hmm. But my question, here's a mystery for you. Um, about Gravity Falls, how is it that this show was on since, uh, from 2012 to 2016 and only had two seasons? Because <laughs> Disney likes to space things out. Yeah. Yeah. There, what about probably like 40 episodes over four years? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm surprised we're getting as many episodes of Rebels as quickly as we're getting. I know, and you know, if they're saying that this season is the last one, oh, I'm, I'm very upset. I hope I don't want it to be the last season. We really like this show, Rebels, and I'm hoping that they keep it going. But they're saying this is the the last, or the season three is going to be the last one, and we're halfway. No, I've heard, I've heard Frederick Prince talking about doing recording for season four. Oh, that would be cool. I hope so. I'm so. I mean, it was in Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, do hope for more rebels. I, I I'm still I, I stopped with my viewing of rebels so I could go back and watch the episodes of Clone Wars that I missed, mm. and that way I could also read the Ahsoka book which I picked up. And I'm I've, I've got that sitting there just waiting for me to crack into it. But uh, my DVR started deleting episodes of Rebels because I was recording all these movies over Halloween, all these classic horror movies that I wanted to watch. <laughs> And it started deleting my episodes of Rebels. I was like, no, wait a minute. I wanted to watch that. So now I'm completely messed up, and I'm going to have to find another way to watch them. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing out. I'm like a season and a half behind now. Yeah. You have to get caught back up. It's a really good show. I love that show. Yeah, because that, that first season, I wasn't really that impressed. But that second season, it just started with a bang. I was like, hey, this has gotten better. But that's the way the Clone Wars series was to me. The first season was kind of, eh. But by the time you hit that second season, it really hit its stride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
right. Well, next thing we have on our list, um, I'm going to go ahead and hop over. There was, this isn't a Disney XD, but I don't know if anybody has watched this. Uh, but they did start on Disney Junior, Elena of Avalor, where we have a new Disney princess in a new television series, which uh, apparently has caught on pretty well. They've already got her in the parks. But I've not watched a single episode of this. Has anybody seen this? I have not watched a single episode of this, but my daughter can tell you everything there is to know about Elena of Avalor. I love she this show. I don't for miss Christmas. <laughs> I don't miss this show at all whatsoever. I got posters on my wall. I got all the toys. <laughs> I am. I look. I never. I don't even know what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, there you go. But she is currently. <laughs> you can meet Evelyn uh, Elena of Avalor in Disneyland. Uh, they made her a big feature uh, during Christmas uh, for their uh, Feliz Navidad celebrations. You could meet Elena there. Uh, so fans of that show, I hope you've enjoyed it. But. Uh, it's, I guess it's aimed at the little kids because it's Disney Junior. So I hope mm-hmm. your daughters are loving it, Eric. I guess they are. <laughs> yeah, they they are. I mean, it's a spinoff of Sophia the First. Um, like I said, my daughter loves it. She dressed up as Elena for Halloween. Um, she had to get an Elena doll for at Disneyland. She got one for Christmas. She's she, Elena is her favorite for now. Oh. For now. Let's take a ride at a Disney park. Let's take a ride right now. "'Twas the night before Christmas went all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a squirrel! The socks were all hanging by the fiery log place with care, in hopes that the man in the red suit would be there. The small mailman was curled up, all snug in his bed, while visions of dog treats danced in my head. My master in his big bed and I on my mat had just settled down for a long winter's nap. Oh boy, I really like naps. Ooh, when out on the grass I heard such a clatter. I jumped up from the floor to see what was the matter. When what to my keen tracker's eyes should appear but a very small sled and a tiny squirrel. Oh, I mean reindeer. The little old driver was fat and quite quick, and I thought to myself, this is a very good trick. His reindeer flew fast like when I chase a bird, and I heard the man whistle and shout out some words. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. So up to the roof, the reindeer they flew. What is a Blitzen? I wish that I knew. And then very soon, I heard up on the roof the clicking and dropping of each little hoof. As I perked up my ears and I jumped all around, down the chimney the man in the red suit came with a bound. He wore lots of fur from his head to his foot, and oh how he smelled of ashes and soot. A whole lot of toys he had stuffed in his pack. Oh, and maybe a ball I could fetch and bring back. His eyes, how they twinkled. His face was so merry. His cheeks looked like chew toys. His nose like a cherry. He had a wide snout and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a dog bowl full of jelly. Oh no, now I am hungry. 
He was chubby and plump, like the small mailman is too. So I said, I am Doug, and I love you. He winked a kind eye and twisted his head and tossed me a treat. Oh, I felt so well fed. He spoke not a word, but instead got to work. He filled all these socks, then turned with a jerk. And putting his finger on the side of his nose, he patted my head, and up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sled, to his pack gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the fluff of a thistle. But I heard him howl out as they flew out of sight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good squirrel! Hey Jeremy, this is Gary from the Saturday Morning Rewind podcast. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to fly into Neverland for this episode, but with the holidays, being under the weather, and several other reasons, it just never quite worked out. But I couldn't miss calling in to give my thoughts as we prepare to conclude 2016. This was a pretty rough year for a number of reasons. I won't get into those. Instead, I'd like to mention three things that I'm thankful for in 2016 that I personally just feel deserve another mention. First, everyone is focused on the return of DuckTales in 2017, and I too am excited about that. That said, we shouldn't forget that Joe Books is currently running a really incredible Darkwing Duck comic book. Unfortunately, the future for that book looks a little grim due to low sales. And I want it to continue so that we can actively have a Darkwing series running alongside the new DuckTales stories. Not to mention, if Dark is a success, then we might even get more stories from the good folks at Joe Books. If you've missed any issues, they've just released a trade paperback for the first three or four stories. If you care about the series, please go buy it. The publishers are basing the continuation of the series off of the sales of this trade. As of right now, they plan to end the book after the 8th issue, but Aaron Sparrow and James Silvani promise that there are a lot of great stories left to tell if they can only have the option. So in short, please help save Darkwing. It's really been one of my favorite books of the year. And even if it ends after issue number 8, it'll still be a highlight for 2016. Next up, this was a great year for junk food fans of the 80s and 90s. We saw the return of several different items, but the two that I want to focus on are Coca-Cola's Ecto Cooler and Pepsi's Crystal Pepsi. To have one of these drinks come back in any given year would be incredible. To have both of them come back? Well, I'm really still kind of struggling to process it. Sadly, Coca-Cola Refreshments has confirmed that Ecto Cooler is officially gone. Another loss in the year 2016. But it was nice to have them back for a little while. A lot of people would argue that these drinks are just a gimmick, and sure, that's true. Ecto Cooler existed for years before Ghostbusters, and for years after under different names. And Crystal Pepsi was a gimmick that it was just regular Pepsi done quote-unquote cleaner. But what was a gimmick in the 80s and 90s turned out to be something more when the companies announced that they were going to be coming back for a limited time. It was so much more than just the return of a gimmick, it was a win for those of us who have spent years on message boards begging and pleading with these major corporations to bring them back. At the very least, it's nice to know that if you push hard enough, even the biggest of businesses might just listen to you. Lastly, I'm thankful for, well, pretty much the same thing I'm thankful for every year, Disney. Disney's put out some great movies this year, highlighted by Zootopia and Captain America Civil War two movies that I just absolutely adore. I haven't seen Moana yet, but I hear good things. 
And Rogue One was a slight misstep in my opinion, but it's still better than most of the big bloated action movies that we get from other studios. 2016 was a great year for Disney, and I think that 2017 is gonna be even better. I'm excited for 2017 in a lot of different ways. Uh, I really won't go into it here because I've probably rambled enough for one year. But I look forward to reporting my take on 2017 in approximately 365 days. I just hope that for everyone listening, there's a little less loss, a little more joy, and all of the wonderful nerdy things that your hearts can handle in the year 2017. On speaking of Halloween costumes, next I actually have on my list, and I know this is really out of order, Moana, which had its Halloween costume kerfuffle because the shape of it, the tattoos, I don't know, people got up in arms about the Maui costume, and I still don't understand it. But uh, this, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson doing his first voice character and doing a really darn good job of it. I didn't know that was his first. I thought he'd done something before. No, that, to my knowledge, he hasn't done any voice. He's he's become quite the screen presence doing a lot of films, uh, which mm-hmm. surprises me because I remember his first acting gig as the Scorpion King in The Mummy 2 or The Mummy Returns, was it? And he, you know, he really didn't have a whole lot that he was supposed to do. He only had like a line in a foreign language, but I don't think he was very good in his little part of that. And even that Scorpion King movie, I don't think he was a very good movie at all. Well, but he's really... animation. <laughs> The animation of the Scorpion King in The Mummy Returns wasn't all that good. Yeah. And he could have at least shouted a jabroni or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, he's he's fast and furious now. So, so. And I still don't care. I, I saw one of those movies, and that was more than enough for me. I can't believe there's an eighth one. But uh, oh, yeah. No. Well, but he's a Xander Cannon now. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's really started a quite the heck of a of a, a film career, and having him now, you know, not his first Disney film, but his first animated film, uh, he was great. I, I loved Maui; he was a lot of fun, and I loved this movie. This was a really good movie, uh, and introduced. I cannot even pronounce this this girl's name as Moana, but you know, some it's it's nice to have a lead character that isn't a known celebrity that they just pull in to, to sell tickets. This was, they just found a talented a Polynesian girl that could sing, could act. And this girl just rocked it in her first movie ever. And it's, I mean, I'm really just, if I were her parents, I'd be going so crazy proud with her because she did such a great job. I just wonder why we were sold it on the pig in the trailers. Like, Oh, look, the pig character, how cute he is. And then he's got five minutes of screen time. <laughs> Yeah, and I even at the Disney store. I visited the Disney store. There was like a full life size version of that pig at the Disney store. It was adorable, but I was like, "Well, this is a very minor character to sell that big of a toy for." But I, I I was still tempted to buy it because he's cute. Uh, Just one word to 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 let you know how that's a Joker. Does that make any sense? Uh, Suicide Squad, as in having all yeah. the humans scream. Yeah, uh, they advertised the heck out of Joker forever, and he had what, like five minutes? No movie. Well, that was probably because it's only five minutes that was almost worth watching. In the, yeah, the Joker. But yeah, back to the uh, the, the other movie. I'm sorry, but I don't care what movie uh, Dwayne Johnson is in. Every time I see him or hear him, the only thing I could think of. Is the Tooth Fairy? I'm sorry, I, that's all I can see. Uh, the I like the Tooth Fairy. I don't think I've seen the entire movie, but it was—it's a cute movie. <laughs> well, he can it's... keep trying to make a movie, but he's always going to be the Tooth Fairy. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
And for some people, Vin Diesel will always be the pacifier. I've been learning here lately. Or Riddick. That too, yeah, I guess. The pacifier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the pacifier. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I loved Moana. I think that this uh, they're continuing in their you know current renaissance of films. Uh, the music was such uh, a different uh, element this time compared to the past, um, with bringing in Lin Manuel Miranda. And you know, I'll tell you, we've had the soundtrack playing almost constantly since we saw the movie. <laughs> I heard wow. it was good. Yeah, I've heard it was good music. So yeah, and and just any, enough Polynesian flavor to give it a, a different feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, even a different feel from even Lilo and Stitch, which of course was also set in that area. But it its soundtrack was very. It was a mixture of Elvis and some exactly. Polynesian infused. And this this take the Elvis out, and this was very Polynesian, very traditional, and really, really, it's unique and different style from anything we've heard in a Disney film, other than maybe Lilo and Stitch. Well, really, fifty million Elvis fans can't be wrong. That's true. <laughs> now. Katie went to go see this um, with her friend, and uh, it was driving her crazy because the night that they went to go see this, um, Rogue One had just started that Thursday night. Mm. And so all these people are lined up to see Rogue One, and she's walking past them to go see this one. And it was killing her because she's a really huge Star Wars fanatic like me. and But her friend has never seen a Star Wars movie at all, so they wanted to go see this one. Moana. So it was, yeah, Moana. And it was killing her that she knew Rogue One was right there. It just started that night, and she couldn't go see it. It was killing her so bad. So when she sees Moana from now on, she's going to think, that's the movie that stopped me from seeing Rogue One the first time. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully she thought Moana was totally worth it, though. It is, it is a good movie. Yeah, she liked it. But she still would have rather seen Rogue One. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why I have to, especially with reviewing movies in every, uh, uh, nearly every episode, it is kind of nice. It gives me the excuse to see something in its opening weekend to review it. So I don't have that conflict of interest of like, oh, I haven't gotten to see this movie yet, but I got to see this new movie too. Oh. <laughs> I've gone through that before. Thankfully, I don't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All righty. Next. Uh, Next thing on the list, actually, uh, Rogue One is the next thing I have listed. Uh, of course, like I said, the, I don't, I didn't put these in order of when they happen. I put them in order of when I was thinking of stuff. <laughs> and so, yeah, this was a, a different thing for you know this you know going outside of the main saga of Star Wars, taking a chance at an expanded universe in the movies uh, as well as, I mean, because we've already had a good expanded universe on television with the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, to actually take that expanded universe and make a movie basically out of the opening crawl. Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge not, risk, really, when you think just about a, it. Not even the whole opening crawl, just like a paragraph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once you get everything you need, you could now watch Rogue One and then ditch the opening crawl of the first movie and just go right into it and you wouldn't miss anything. You'd know exactly what's going on. Yeah. And I heard something on uh, uh, Star Wars uh, uh, Rebels, or not Rebels, that the uh, the podcast, I can't, I'm drawing a blank, but the, uh, the Star Wars radio, um, I guess that's what it's called, but they were saying something about um, George Lucas had actually written a story about how they got the Death Star plans for the, I think it was the BBC radio program. Huh. So they played it on the radio 
and it was completely different than you know this so hmm. if george lucas wrote it and actually put it out there does that make it canon well not anymore i guess yeah, yeah, not anymore, but yeah, yeah, that so. would be legends, and that's well with a BBC because I've I've gotten to hear the radio drama that was done here in the states, which is actually really good and puts a little bit more of some of the script ideas that he didn't get to put out in the movie or something he filmed even that got cut out. You know, so you get a lot more, but it doesn't go into the details of when the plans get into Leia's hands, but you do get to see you have a little bit of Bail Organa and Leia on Alderaan and even hosting some Imperials uh, and uh, trying to hide that they've been smuggling things for the Rebellion and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of stuff which might still fit around this. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it again. They got it at my local library. I think I can go get it. Hmm. But yeah, they, they might actually still fit around some of that, but I, I don't know what he's released oh. with the BBC. That's something I'm going to have to track down now just to yeah. hear it. Yeah, I, I, I would be interested to, to hear that too. But yes, uh, Rogue One, very, very good movie. Um, I liked it. I, and I guess, like we talked about earlier, I want to go see that in IMAX 3D. I want to see it soon before it goes away. Um, but... I'm, it's, which is strange because I would figure by now I would have seen this thing at least three times, but I've only seen it the once. The one time, uh, the opening weekend, which is very strange for me with a Star Wars movie. Just haven't had the time, really, I guess. But well, yeah, with the holiday, it kind of takes a lot of time. Yeah, if it was like in May, like an original Star Wars movie would open, um, or like they used to, it would probably wouldn't be that much problem as far as time. But you know, Christmas. Right before Christmas, that's like a hard time to get around to go to the movies. Yeah, but yeah, the the movie I like I like the story, I like the characters. Um, a lot of people said that they didn't uh, get into the characters as much, you know, didn't want to care about the characters too much. Uh, at least some of them, you know, there are a couple of exceptions like K two S O. People love that that robot, but. Good thing you don't get too attached to these characters because uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, we better not say anything. Yeah, I, if you haven't seen Rogue One by now, then what are you doing? Listen to this podcast. You should be out there <laughs> and then stop it now. Hit the pause button. Coming back later. Yes. <laughs> I love My the characters. Goodness. The captain said I had to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one thing that I've I've kind of noted, uh, speaking of K two S O, is with a little with all the podcasts I've been hearing, they want to call them Tuso. Now, the second time I watched the movie, I noticed he's never called Tuso, but he is called K. So to me, he's always going to be he's going to be K. Okay. So I don't know how you even get Tuso because if if you consider C three PO and they called him three PO and R two was R two, mm-hmm. he should be two S O. If you're going to try to abbreviate it that way, and he's like, oh, two S O. Not Tuso. Tuso sounds like a city actually in Arizona. Mm. I just say <laughs> I think K would do. It. I think I would just yeah. say K. Yeah. Yeah, and, or, and Cassian calls him K. Or K two. A K two. That even works. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, well, we can't call him anything now because uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a refrigerator. Uh, <laughs> no, he's he's saint like. He's very holy. <laughs> yeah, Swiss cheese. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> like I said, you've had your chance. <laughs> yeah. You've seen it by now. 
Too bad. <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, I apologize, but Mortis doesn't. <laughs> no. And, and by the way, for the same people, uh, six cents, Bruce Willis is dead. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got even bigger one for you than that. In order to go th- go home, Dorothy has to click her heels three times. Oh, dang it! I was going to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, oh and, uh, okay. Well, father. moving on. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, they had out at Hollywood Studios in Orlando, Star Wars fireworks. I really yeah. wish I'd have gotten a chance to go out and see it. I saw some video of this. This was amazing. Uh, even the use of of lighting to be like a a, a lightsaber going up over the top of the uh, the Grauman's Chinese Theater replication. Uh, I mean, this was amazing. This, I mean, bringing the, the new presence of Star Wars that can be there instead of just Star Wars days, now, you know, year-round and being able to do new Star Wars shows. I mean, this was a heck of a good way to kick things in to high gear with a fireworks show that when projections, oh my goodness, I really wish I'd have gotten a chance to see it. Did y'all get to at least see some video that anybody filmed of it? Uh, I saw the video. Is that the same one where it's got uh, Darth Maul and Kylo Ren igniting their lightsabers on the uh, the building and stuff? Is that the I think same so. show? Yeah, yeah. I, I've only seen that part. That's the only part I've actually seen is uh, Ky- Kylo Ren and Darth Maul parts of the the video. But we did see Epcot Death Star. Did you see that one? Mm, oh yeah. Yeah, uh, that was. I mean, you've seen both of them. So which one do you think was better? The probably the fireworks show, because I mean the Death Star. It was cool making you know, and that, it was it's sort of an obvious choice when you think, oh look, we can do some Star Wars stuff. I know we can make the uh, spaceship Earth look like the Death Star, and doing some really cool laser light thing to seem like the Death Star was firing. Very cool, but only going to do it one night. The fireworks though, you could see every night in the parks. And it was a longer show, a bigger show. So overall, the fireworks, I'd say, was better. It was just really cool that they did do the Death Star. Yeah. It just sucks if you didn't go to that private event. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they're only doing it the one night and the one time. Um, when it's clearly a, a win and they could get more people into Epcot, which they're, they're trying to do for years, by you know turning Spaceship Earth into a Death Star at night. During a, you know, They could have their own little show. Mm-hmm. But a little Star Wars thing, because that is, I'm sure there's reasons. It's probably money or safety or, or something, the reason why they wouldn't do it every night. But if they could do it, I mean, if it's, if they could do that, that one night, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do it, you know, maybe once a week, like every Friday night, we're turning Spaceship Earth to do the Death Star. So, yeah. Um, and do that. But just that once, that's very disappointing. It's just like the flying dragon. They do that that one time. Yeah. And never see it again. And then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Except for in Disney Infinity, you could unlock it and see it. Actually, I just bought that game yesterday. 3.0. Wow, you're a little late to the party. Yeah, I know. Well, Toys R Us had it on sale for $12. Whoa. Plus, you could buy uh, uh, the, the little figures. Buy one. Um, a couple weeks ago, it was buy one, get four free. And Okay, I'm going to Toys R Us. You have to finish the show without <laughs> me because I, I didn't get every figure yet. And <laughs> Last night, I just buy one, get two free. So they kind of narrowed it down. But we have so many. I didn't even open them. I mean, starter packs, the figures. I was just playing them before we started this. Just getting into it. I'm playing as Anakin and trying to get around and stuff. But wow, so far, so good. I like it so far. What system are you playing on? Uh, Xbox One. 
Oh, another Xboxer. All right. Yeah. So, well, but I can't you friend can... you then because I'm on PS4. Yeah, but he can play with Scott and Tracy. Yeah, yeah, you can play with Scott and Tracy. Yeah, I already told Scott last night. And he's like, yeah, we're going to have to hook up eventually. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to do that. <laughs> You're going to have to pay extra for first. it. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, as long as we're on the subject, I'd like to announce that I got the last figure that I needed for all of the Disney Infinity sets. Yay! I would yeah. clap, but the mark would pick it up. <laughs> the fi- finding uh, Dory and the Finding Dory playset. I can't find that anywhere. Oh my gosh! I saw it once when I didn't have money for it. That's why it's called Finding Dory. Because <laughs> you're trying to find her. <laughs> I wanted that one too because it sounded like something Heather would have a fun time playing because you get to take care of aquariums or something. And I still haven't finished the Inside Out thing because I really didn't like it. Um, and I'm, I'm only missing disgust. And there's a lot of characters I just passed up on because I really wasn't that attached to them. Which, unfortunately, some of the Star Wars Rebels characters, I'm not that attached to them. But I think I want to go get them anyway. Uh, so if I find those over Toys R Us, I think I'm going to have to go. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. I think we got the Finding Dory last night because we bought like three starters because buy one, get two free. Wow. So I, I got to start the, the uh, Force Awakens one, uh, the Marvel one, and I think the Finding Dory. Of course, like I said, they're still in the package right now. So, so like the Marvel Battlegrounds, you got that one? Then, or yeah, did you... uh, they had, had the Captain America with the uh, whatever you call it yeah. thing that goes without the... his mask on. Without his mask, yeah, yeah, yeah without his mask. Battlegrounds on. is fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was uh, you know speaking of some big news for 2016, you know the announcement of they were ending Disney Infinity, and then of course with Marvel Battlegrounds, and then unfortunately teasing us by you know there were some images released of there was going to be a Doctor Strange figure. Uh, which looked really cool, and who knows? We probably would have gotten a Rogue One set by now. Yeah, um, I, I, I can say that it was definitely in the works. Wow! Mm-hmm. There was a Moana playset that was all set and ready to be released. Um, and for the figures, they were going to be doing something different with foot-high tall figures that you could play in the game. Wow! With foot Jack Skellington, Darth Vader. Oh. Um, just just some absolutely impressive and incredible things that were on their way but unfortunately um disney made the decision to go ahead and uh, shut it down yeah making us all mad and sad in the, in the process but okay, I, I, I can oh go ahead no it's okay with the whole infinity thing i think i'll live because i'm still addicted to star wars battlefront <laughs> they came out with the death star um expansion back in like september and I've been playing that every day practically since until they came with the Rogue One expansion a few weeks ago. Now I've been playing that one constantly. It's really fun. I mean, some people don't like it, not for them, but I love it. I love playing those. If they put in a single player mode, I'll buy it. Well, apparently the uh, Battlefront 2 uh, probably coming out probably next year. They're having that. They're having a the single player like a campaign. Yeah, because that's that's part what part of the, the the biggest fun for me with the original Battlefront games is having the, the campaigns and also having the uh, conquest mode where you you would you know battle over planets. Right. Because uh, it was fun to do some online play, but anymore, you know, some of the people you run across online are rather I don't know. We'll just say unsavory because you have people that <laughs> they don't have to work a job or anything, and so if you're on their team and you're not up to the par what they think, they're gonna cuss at you. Uh, yeah. If they're on an opposing team and they kill you, they will do a gyrate over your body. And I'm like, <laughs> there's no respect anymore in gaming no, because you have, no. it's the same problem you have over social media of having that 
you know, anonymous keyboard where you could just do whatever you want and figure, well, nobody's going to reach through the screen and punch my lights out, even if I deserve it. Uh, and I, I don't like playing online anymore. And so, you know, Battlefront, even though it looked cool and everything, and I, and I tried the, the beta, I just didn't really want to play with people. No, see, unless, I, it, unless it was my own friends. My own yeah. friends and stuff like that, I would play with them because I knew that they wasn't some little jerk, you know. Yeah, well, I'm just the opposite. I would rather play multiplayer than um, online rather than playing just a single campaign or something. I like, you know, because it's a lot harder to, to go against a human than it is a computer. That and is true. I just love the, the interaction with the... But the trick is, is just don't put the headphones on. <laughs> Then yeah. you don't have that conversation and stuff. So I, I never put my headphones on. Yeah, and that that's one thing with uh, my Xbox. So when I used, to, I would jump on when they had the free weekends, and I'd play Halo, where that's where the behavior was. And that was whether you had your headphones on or not, you could you would hear it, and you'd have to start muting people. Yeah. Um, and then you know the PS4, I haven't seen if there's a way to mute people. I have occasionally when I do some things online, uh, you can hear some people who have a microphone and everything talking over on your computer screen or out on your <laughs> screen, and you're like, how do I shut them off? I don't want to hear you. Because yeah. I do occasionally go online with like. Um, the Last of Us has a pretty good online there, but okay. But we're sidetracking outside of Disney. We can talk yeah, about Battlefront because it's Disney, but <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> but what yeah. we try to do. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to play Elder Scrolls online though because I I still have not yet finished Skyrim, but that'll take over your life. And yeah, anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh, speaking of Finding Dory, uh, Finding Dory came out this year, and oh, I completely God. expected to not like this movie. And then I started seeing some stuff. I said, well, it could be funny, some neat kind of characters. And I loved it. And the weird thing is my wife is a huge Finding Nemo fan, and she didn't like Finding Dory. I think she yeah. just needs to watch it again. She had a migraine or, or had some rowdy kids or something in the theater when her, because we, we went at two different times because she, she doesn't always get up as early as I do to go see these early morning showings. So I think given a second chance, she would like it. But she had complaints about the uh, ending of it dragging on like, oh, we've almost got everybody except for this one person who got left behind. Oh, we got to go back for them. And it's like, mm. but that's that's every Pixar movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah I, I have to agree. I didn't care too much about uh, um, Finding Dory too much i like finding nemo it's not like my favorite pixar but finding dory was just not as funny as i was expecting hmm. i was hoping it'd be just as funny as finding nemo and i didn't find it as fun so that's interesting i think, hmm. I think eric's having some issues <laughs> you say your battery's about to die yeah yeah my laptop's about to go unfortunately the charger is someplace where i've got no place to really set <laughs> oh no! Well, you can log in with your phone real quick. I, I can try. So uh, keep 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 going on. Um, I'll be back on in a few minutes. All right, All right. awesome. See you on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Finding Dory, I actually did enjoy, and I thought it was actually funnier than Finding Nemo in some aspects, um, really? which surprised me because you know Ellen DeGeneres is it's she's a hit or miss for me and everything because uh, Dory can get really annoying. But uh, I know I really enjoyed it, and uh, I think what made it f- the movie for me was the squid or octopus, which uh, Hank wasn't. I think uh, he was fun. Just the curmudgeon character just was such an opposite for Dory that I think that's what made it fun for me. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just I, I was I guess I was expecting too much out of it, and I was disappointed. Maybe I, you know I put it up here. You know, oh my gosh, this is gonna be the funniest movie. You know, out Pixar, it's you know, it's got all the original cast. It's just gonna be, and it wasn't. I was disappointed. So, oh, 
we didn't even buy it on DVD or Blu-ray. So I haven't bought it yet, but I'm going to. Yeah. They they put out too many Blu-rays at the one time with BFG and Peach Dragon coming out on the same night. And then Finding Dory I was like, I can't <laughs> afford to buy three movies at one time. Especially with Kubo and the Two Strings, which we can talk about that as a 2016 movie as well. That one, although it's not a Disney, that was also very, I think, underappreciated. I don't know if as many people went to the theaters what that movie deserves. But it was an excellent film, wow. uh, which I got that for my wife for, for Christmas because we both really enjoyed that movie. And also uh, had a, a kind of a different take on an old Beatles song, a George Harrison Beatles song, uh, by, While My Guitar Gently Weeps there in the ending credits. And uh, a great movie. If you haven't seen that one, that's definitely you got to see it. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out since it's out yep. on video now. Yep, great film. Uh, the next thing that I had on my list for 2016, and we're finally getting towards the end of my 2016 list, but yeah. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Pretty good movie. Wow. Yeah. Now, is that, that's not, that's not Disney. Nope, it's not. But <laughs> it was something big in the geek and pulp culture, so on the Neverland podcast, we can talk about that kind of thing. There you go. So, uh, wow. Uh, now, I, I do have some things I can criticize about the end of the film, but I don't want to spoil anything by mentioning them. Overall, though, fun. And actually, for Christmas, I actually asked my wife, and I did get the uh, hardcover script book, uh, which, oh. uh, you know, granted, you had The Cursed Child that came out this year as well, but that isn't actually penned by J.K. Rowling. It is just borrowing all of her characters in her world. And it wasn't any good. But this being a movie <laughs> and written directly by J.K. Rowling, it was a movie that finally captured all of her humor and all her subtleties and her flair for mystery, uh, unlike any Harry Potter movie has managed to catch from the books. I mean, this directly from her hand. This was like watching one of her books actually come to full life in her style. And I loved it. Uh, I, I want to see it again. Heather never got a chance to see it. I need to get her out there to see it. Uh, great soundtrack even with Tom, um, Thomas Newton Howard, uh, who really does follow in the footsteps of uh, John Williams, I think, very well. Uh, I, I was I'm a little confused by Thomas Redmayne's performance. I don't know if being that awkward was just how he interpreted the character or it's just something of himself that kind of sapped into it because I could see his awkwardness being pretty well if you're going to play Stephen Hawking. You know, uh, I guess it might fit that that slight yeah. awkward put in this, but really great, really fun movie. Uh, some bringing in some top talent in there. I mean, Colin Farrell was great, and then uh, uh, surprise Johnny Depp. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a big surprise right there. Um, Although I wish nobody had broken the rumor on the internet like the week before the movie came out. It's like, hey, Johnny Depp might be in this movie playing. <laughs> <laughs> and because just in case you haven't seen it, I'm being nice. Uh, but yeah. I, if, I wish nobody had spoiled that. I would yeah. rather have been completely shocked I'm by seeing if, him. If they do a like a sequel to that, is he going to come back and play that part? Yes. There, uh, we're expecting uh, it was going to be a trilogy, but I'm now hearing possibly four, maybe more. Hmm. Because uh, J.K. Rowling really enjoys the character Newt Scamander, and she's uh, enjoyed writing the what she has, and so she wants to do a lot more with Newt Scamander. And you have a whole uh, 
time period here with Grindelwald, um, a, a lot of stories to be told, culminating eventually in a duel between Dumbledore and Grindelwald when they were younger. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot more coming with that. And so I'm excited to see it, and I will buy these script books if they keep releasing them because I do enjoy... So far, I haven't gotten to read a whole lot of it, but I do want to see what may have been deleted from the movie that they went ahead and like, hey, this is just the original script. Let's go ahead and let you read what was supposed to happen at this time that maybe got cut out of the film. So, yeah. Makes it fun. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, we were expecting about what it was. I mean, it was a really good Harry Potter universe movie uh, based on that. And there was some Easter eggs in there. If you know the, the Harry Potter books or the, or the, the movies, the, you know, as a fan, you would see the, just like Rogue One, there's a lot of Easter eggs. In oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, really liked the movie. Uh, enjoyed it. It was good. Probably, we will be buying the movie when it comes out. The only thing I was disappointed about was the format that it came out in. Or the, the, the lack of, I should say. It was irregular. It was in 3D. And it was in IMAX. But it was never in IMAX 3D. Oh. And that's what we wanted to go see it in because just the, the movie would have been so awesome in IMAX 3D. But yeah, imagine the rumpant charging you in IMAX and 3D at the same time. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> so cool. But like, ah! <laughs> we didn't get it. So ah. maybe, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, the, the final thing I have listed for 2016, and let me just name off a few names here that I can think off the top of my head. Carrie Fisher, we just added to the list today. Uh, uh, my brain, Prince, uh, David Bowie, um, a long list of celebrity deaths this year. Uh, and, you know, if you look at like in a doctor's office, you can look through People magazine and there's celebrity deaths all the time. But for some reason, this this year, we've just had more that that more people were familiar with. Right. Uh, a lot of musicians, uh, they I've even seen some articles where they're talking about talk about the day the music died. This was the year the music died. We've lost more musicians this year than we have in previous years. Uh, I mean, this was the year of a lot of celebrity death and even, you know, Carrie Fisher here at the last minute. And uh, I even uh, posted for those of you who follow uh, the Neverland podcast on Facebook, uh, even uh, the voice of the heat miser passed away this week as well, uh, along with a fellow Disney podcaster named Alan. I don't know his last name. I, I, I wasn't listening to I think it's the Enchanted Tiki Talk. And I think I've only listened to like one episode of it. I'm not, I wasn't a regular listener, but that really has impacted a lot of the Disney podcast community as well. I mean, this was a year of people just passing away. Right. And I know I didn't remember everybody on my list, uh, but yeah. Yeah. 2016 did not discriminate against whatever you loved. Even in the the fantasy world, as like we do, if you were a Star Wars fan, you lost a major icon, Carrie Fisher. If you were a Star Trek fan, you lost a very major uh, icon in there as Spock was learning. Yeah. One. And so, then Anton I mean, Yelkin, even with the, being the new yeah. Chekhov. Yeah, that, that was very, very surprising. Oh, yeah. And Kenny Baker was Star Wars as well. Yes. Oh, yes. Kenny Baker we lost this year. I mean, there were so many that I can't even remember all of them. It was, I mean, if you, yeah. if you made a montage video, it would, it would take an hour. I think just to go well, I think through the Oscars are, they're going to be like an extra half hour in the Oscars <laughs> just to get everybody in. Yeah. That might actually give me an excuse to actually watch the Oscars. I haven't paid attention to them. And 
Yeah. So that's yeah. their vile plot, killing everybody to get you to tune in. Oh, that would be awful <laughs> if we found out that they actually did something to just kill off people. <laughs> That'd be oh, terrible, yeah. but what if we found out yeah. something like that? It was like this big conspiracy to get people to watch the Oscars to kill off as many actors yeah. as possible. Oh, yeah. I don't we even were, want to we think about it. We were almost done with 2016. Almost done in the final week. And Carrie Fisher had to pass away. Yeah. And, and which I'm, was strange. I really thought she was going to make it because I was hearing that she was in recovery. Yeah, she I was heard. stable. I was like, oh, good. She's going to be okay because people survive heart attacks. It's very possible yes. to survive a heart attack. And what's uh, so, strange is I just bought her audio book today hmm. to listen to on, on, on uh, Aud- Audacity. Audible. 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 Yeah, Audible. I just got it right before I went to lunch. And then when I uh, went to lunch... I saw, I heard the, I saw the news flash on my phone that she just passed. So it wasn't even a half hour after I bought her mm. that she passed away. It was very, very disturbing. Um, mm. I'm still in shock, though. It's like losing a major family member. Um, it's like losing your your mom, your stepmom, or an aunt or something. She was a really yeah. big uh, family member for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she will be missed. Yeah. And I, golly, I, I wonder how it's going to affect the Star Wars films upcoming. Because uh, I mean, I, I figure they filmed everything they needed for for Episode Eight, so we'll be seeing General uh, Leia in Episode Eight probably. Right. Uh, but I don't know if they had had some plans for her character in Episode Nine, you know. Uh, and right. they're going to maybe they can uh, do a computer generated version of her. You know? uh, oh, we'll never do that. Oh, they would never do that. You know? They would never put it. Carrie Fisher as computer generated in any Star Wars movie. Yeah, I mean, goodness, <laughs> you know, you, you didn't need to see her face on Rogue One. You know, they didn't. Show, well, actually, she her her face in Rogue One looked more like uh, a regular person than their their Tarkin did. I thought. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. It, mm-hmm. it, it was definitely better. And I mean, there were there were scenes and parts where he was talking that it looked just like he was right there. But yeah. a lot of the times you could tell, yeah, that's CGI. That's that's totally fake. Yeah, it was still nice to see him though. Yeah, we're almost <laughs> yeah. there. We're almost there. We're just at the nip. It just needs a little bit more tweaking, a little, you know, the technology of bringing people, you know, and making them look young or bringing them back to the dead. Yeah, because there was talk for years, and I think they're still talking about trying to make it a Bruce Lee movie. Mm. Because oh, the only way you could get anybody to move that fast and that well is you'd have to go by a computer, I guess, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. is going to be that good again. So I think I think in the future they're not even going to have actors. They're just going to be putting dead actors in movies. And there you go. Yeah. Well, the voice industry will go over very well because they'll have to voice the characters. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, now that we've gone through everything I can think of in 2016, uh, and I just have a few things that I know of to look forward to in 2017. Top of my list, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Although I'm half excited and half terrified of what they may have done with this film. Hmm. I'm, I'm excited because it's a, the teenager, Peter Parker. You know, he's not just yeah. graduating high school. He's not, you know working full time he's actually in high school I think that's going to make really good for a, you know for a really good movie and, and that's apparently they're going to keep it that way that's for sure yeah, but I don't even think there was that many years in the comics that he was a high school student I mean this, uh, the comics moved on pretty quick to put him in college yeah well the the, the cartoon if you remember that when it first came out the, the current one that's out when it first started he was in high school and he was 
he was in high school for quite a bit if he's not even still he may still even be in there because, I don't know. Like, I, I quit watching after about a season and a half of it. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, so, it's but, not, but he was yeah. in high school in Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, and I loved that series. <laughs> that one yeah. was great. Yeah. And there's a new series coming out this year as well. Which we know really nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. But we do know that the current Ultimate Spider-Man series is going to be ending this year. Which I'm okay oh, with. <laughs> yeah, they sh- they should have killed that off two years ago. Yeah, they they mangled a lot of the characters in that, and just, uh, I don't know, I yeah, I couldn't get into it. It was too childish. Yeah, web. They warriors, didn't get they didn't really? strike a good balance. Yeah, it just and I I'm glad the kids loved it. That's um, to you know I did have when I was driving a school bus last year. One of the kids just loved Ultimate Spider-Man, and he would ask me questions about the characters of what they're all actually like in the comics. So it, it did generate some interest in the, the characters. They just didn't present them properly. Yeah. So we'll see well, what, what this new series does and that what, what Spider-Man Homecoming does. What I'm waiting for is what Disney does best is they get a big major movie out. It's a big blockbuster, and they like to so well they want they want to keep getting that you know more revenue from them that series or that movie and they make a cartoon on Disney XD like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy you know or or X or the Avengers you know and now they're getting away with Spider-Man the cartoon the new Spider-Man movies coming out more than likely we'll probably get another Spider-Man uh, show yeah it's and it's going to probably mirror more of the movie style yeah so. it's going to be more he's back in high school yeah and that's so that's we, the thing. I enjoyed the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes animated series before the movie had come out, and that kind of you know went by the wayside for you know the Avengers Assemble, which was trying to resemble more of the movie style. But I wasn't able to get into it. I, I don't know. It just didn't connect yeah. with me because it was trying too hard to to continue like in the movie verse, but without right. bringing everything from the comics in as well. Right. So yeah, I, don't, I, watch- I, don't, I don't like the movie tied in so much. Yeah, I watched the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. I have it set on my DVR, so when a new episode comes up, it'll record it, and then I just watch it when I don't have anything else to watch. It's nothing that I really need to have to watch. It's just something to watch if I don't have anything else. Well, so. sp- speaking of Guardians, though, we're getting a new Guardians of the Galaxy movie here in a few months. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Very happy about that. And Baby Groot, I think it was a good call <laughs> yeah. to keep that. It wasn't originally, they said it wasn't the original plan. They were going to have group be back you know back in his regular form but something had it wasn't for products it was something in production or something that or when he was writing the story i think that's what he said it just made more sense and it seemed like a better story if group was still a baby so that's why he just went with group and <laughs> yeah. then the merchandise will spill over after that oh yeah because we all oh, look yes. crazy <laughs> i have my dancing root you know when you press the button and he dances around doesn't it does it everybody <laughs> yeah and that was the biggest ball drop right there last when they had the guardians of the galaxy movie came out and you went straight to the store to go buy baby group yep and there was nothing yep yep, yep. the biggest ball drop now i'm i'm gonna be you know speaking of drops i'm gonna be really uh, interested to see if uh, we get full size or baby group as uh we're dropping in the new guardians escape or guardians breakout ride oh yes yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very interested in checking this out. And this is mainly just over in uh, what, Disney's California Adventure, right? Is that where? And I know a lot of people are disappointed to see a Twilight Zone Tower of Terror go away, but I think this is going to be a cool enough change that people are going to still enjoy it. 
Uh, and it's still, I mean, it's still the same ride. It's just a different theme to that ride. Exactly. Right. So it'll still be just as much fun. And if you want to do some Twilight Zone, come on over to Florida. I mean, that that's kind of the idea huh. Disney has. It's trying to get you to go to every park they built. You know, whether you can afford it or not, most likely you, you can't, most of us. Yeah. But we try. Yeah. Yeah. That's still the, yeah, the Disney layer to see the uh, the holiday layover on the Haunted Mansion. That's still the yeah, I still haven't done that either. I've only been to Walt Disney World once, and it was on somebody else's dime. But when I get my bachelor's degree and my solid job, I'm going for it. But I was, <laughs> there you go. Another big thing, though, coming into the park, so Pandora, the world of Avatar, and there was some video even released this week with the uh, the Christmas parade, which I didn't end up watching the, most of the Christmas parade. I'm always a little bit disappointed in it. You know, so mm-hmm. I didn't really watch it. I did see a little bit where they're showing Pandora, but I think it's a lot of the same imagery that those of us, you know, in the Disney community, fan community, we've already seen. You know, we know what's coming, and I'm sure it's going to be very cool because you know Disney doesn't do anything halfway. They go all out and make something cool. I'm not interested really in the subjects of the Pandora because I didn't see the Avatar movie. It didn't appeal to me. Uh, I'd already seen the Smurfs. I'd already seen Dances with Wolves. I'd already seen Fern Gully. Name it. I've seen it already. Uh, but I would, I would probably go in into Animal Kingdom. I probably would go take a look because that will be really neat to see. And the ride's probably going to be a lot of fun. So uh, it, it'll, not, it'll be worth it. I'm not even looking forward to. It. I could care less about Pandora or Avatar or anything. And I think I'll probably have a lot of people who feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, it was a good movie. Okay. It was a watch once type movie, I think. And I think the biggest thing was it was so amazing in 3D, which I'd never seen in 3D. So, but it was a good movie. But is it deserving of its own place in a Disney park? No, but I'll no. still see it. <laughs> no. I mean, it, it's just going to be one of those places where, oh, do you want to go to Animal Kingdom? Eh, sure, we'll walk through Pandora, I guess. You know, it's just, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I'm not even an Animal Kingdom park. Fan. I don't even really like it. Last time, last couple times we went to Disney World, didn't even just bypassed Animal Kingdom. Didn't even go. There's something about seeing animals in the park, and I'm not one of those you know, PETA people or you know animal cruelty or anything like that. It's just I don't get into watching animals stand there or walk around. I don't like zoos. I'm just bored out of my mind. And Animal Kingdom's the same way. I just I'm I'm not into learning about animals or seeing them. Send your animal-loving hate mail to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I just don't think it's got the longevity. That's yeah, true. Property. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah, it's it's been what almost eight nine years since Avatar came out, yeah. and you know we still got oh, two wow. or three years before James Cameron is going to be releasing his second movie, and you know it, it makes almost as much sense as making a Terminator land. Yeah. Actually, World. Terminator Land would make more sense than the, the well, in a Disney park. Terminator Land wouldn't make sense, but well, building waits. a Terminator themed area somewhere and maybe Universal would actually be really kind of cool. Universal's yeah. the place for it. Yes, yeah. not in Disney, and Pandora well, probably doesn't fit in Disney so much either. But I mean, knowing what Disney's capable of, I'm sure it's going to be spectacular. It's just hard to care, but it'll yeah. be really neat to see at least once. Well, if they wait long enough uh, for James Cameron to make the next movie, it'll be uh, in the public domain. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's see what else I've got on my list. Cars 3, which admittedly, when I first heard Cars 3, I was like, eh. And then we yeah. saw that teaser and we're like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I think I summed <laughs> it up. It looks dark. It looks very serious. Uh, I mean, these, I'm sure when we get to see a bit more footage, they might still have a little bit of that cartoony nature. But based upon, you know, like the good dinosaur, which was that this year? No, that was last that year. That was last no. year. That was last year. Uh, Because that one, I mean, you had a very realistic uh, and kind of a dark and serious story with some humor still, uh, but yet still slightly cartoony characters. And I know some people didn't like how cartoony the characters looked compared to the very real world they were in. I was okay Mm -hmm. with it. I mean, I I enjoyed the movie. But it's very stressful, I guess, when you see a cartoony character go through life and death situations to that degree. And so now here we see Lightning McQueen going through a life and death crash. And I notice you don't really get to see his eyes. There's nothing that looks cartoony about him. He just looks like a car going over. Uh, so I, I would like to see how this is going to be presented. If we're going to get to see maybe uh, a little bit of an update to the, the look of the characters, or maybe they won't seem as cartoony. I don't know. Now, what I'm waiting for him to do is uh, once the movie comes out, you know, you're going to watch it and you see that scene, and then he wakes up. Oh, it's just a dream sequence. Oh. And then cars three. <laughs> you mean JR is not dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would be a terrible thing to do to people. <laughs> yeah. So that, okay. there was a big thing on the internet where some family, you know, some mothers and stuff were up in an uproar because of that trailer. The kids got upset, you know, thinking that uh, Lightning Queen was dying or something. So, and then, you know, get over it. It's just a trailer. <laughs> yeah. We don't know anything yet. Yeah. Well, and and you know, even my kids, that was their first reaction was lightning was going to die. So we know from the uh, description that's been given out that that's not necessarily the case. Um, you know, and it'll definitely be interesting. And hey, maybe we'll get a new racing game out of it. Yeah. Ooh, that that sounds exciting, actually. There you go. Yep. Uh, next thing I have on the list is Coco. Now, this was, I believe, a Pixar film, and this is the one that's going to be sort of the uh, Day of the Dead themed uh, mm-hmm. Mexico type of thing. I know nothing more than that about this movie. I think we're getting really close to getting a trailer for it uh, real soon. Uh, I do know that Disney tried to trademark the the title Day of the Dead. It didn't go over so well. <laughs> yeah, I think. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely going to follow the Day of the Dead traditions of uh, Central and Southern America. And uh, I, I've I heard somebody, I think just within the last day or two, describing it as Disney's take on a Tim Burton-esque film. Hmm. I wonder if they uh, even I hope that's Tim more Beetlejuice. Yeah, I hope that's more Beetlejuice than Alice Through the Looking Glass. True. <laughs> But yeah, we'll, we'll see when we get to look at it later, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. All right. Next thing I have on the list coming in 2017 in March, the live action Beauty and the Beast. So far, so good with everything I've seen. I mean, there. I think there was a couple things I heard that I was a little, eh, you know, with, you know, trying to change Maurice's job line around and some of the stuff sounded a little, but, you know, we'll see how they make it work when it comes mm-hmm. out. Looks like they try to bring a little bit more of the original stories in there because we do see uh, Maurice, you know, picking some flowers out of a garden, which actually in the original story, that is where the rose comes in is that he was 
he was actually he was picking flowers and uh, the beast made a deal with him. Well, I'm not going to hold you prisoner or kill you if you send your daughter to be my servant or something like that. Uh, so I, it is interesting to see some of the elements being brought back in. Uh, and uh, it looks really cool, except for uh, I, I remember seeing some things on Facebook, like a meme. The Beast, what we wanted, and it has a you know kind of a drawing of the Beast from the original animated series. What we got, and it has basically a human with horns. Because huh. uh, when you look at this new Beast, his face is very human. It's just fuzzy. And that could be disappointing, but I still think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I don't understand why they just didn't use Angela Lansbury again, you know? That would have been she's, pretty cool. She's still, you know, doing a voice for a, you know, uh, a pot or whatever. So it would just make more sense if Angela Lansbury re- redid her role in Beauty the Beast. It would make more sense and, you know, probably get a lot more people coming. Probably see it. Yeah, I mean, she already wowed everybody on that video when they did the anniversary for the, for the film when she came out and mm-hmm. sang Beauty and the Beast. And she still yeah. got it. So yeah, yeah, she still has it. There's no reason why they couldn't use it. That would have been pretty cool. But I guess they want to try to do things a little differently. So I'm I'm sure it'll be good. But yeah, that would have been neat to have Angela Lansbury to come back. Yeah. All right, next thing I have on the list, Thor Ragnarok is coming this year. No desire. No desire. <laughs> no yeah, the Thor movies have that. not been as good as some of the other Marvels. I still enjoy them. Well, uh, you've heard of about the subtitle for this though it's not just Thor Ragnarok it's also Planet Hulk oh well I knew Hulk was going to be in there I didn't know we got a Planet Hulk thing going on yeah Planet Hulk uh, is a storyline in which uh, Hulk was uh, crash landed on this planet called a a, it was kind of a battle world and basically he became a gladiator Mm -hmm. fighting for his and other uh, beings freedom Somehow, this is going to tie into Thor Ragnarok. So whether it's uh, Thor out looking, trying to find his father, and he comes across this battle world, or or what, these two storylines are going to smash together, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Which could be very, very good. Um, uh, what I would like to see, though, is more Hulk solo films, because uh, we got teased with the leader there in that Incredible Hulk movie. But I guess there's a little bit of a kerfuffle with Universal or no, or Paramount has the rights, I guess. Isn't it Paramount? Uh, or is it Universal? Universal, Universal, Universal has still the has rights. the rights yeah. to do solo Hulk films. And, you know, Disney being a big competitor with them, you know, with theme parks and stuff like that. And they're kind of dealing with Marvel stuff now popping up at least in Disneyland, but they can't do it in Orlando. You know, you've got a little bit of a hiccup there, uh, but I would still like to see some more solo Hulk films. I, I really wish they would get something worked out. Because I want to see the leader. Yeah, we, well, I think it's going to be an ongoing situation because at Universal Studios in Orlando, one of their biggest roller coasters is the Hulk. Mm-hmm. So if they lose that rights to that character... They're going to have to probably rename that roller coaster to something else. And and they just invested in rebuilding that roller coaster, too. Yeah, yeah. They, they keep their theme park rights as long as they keep maintenance up on those. And they keep adding and doing new things with it. So I, I think it would be kind of cool if they found a way to just transport the rides over to Disney. But, I, you know, what's Universal going to get out of the deal like that, you know, besides really mad. So Pandora. 
Yeah, give them the Pell Pandora thing. <laughs> there you go. I like that idea. And tell them to build Terminator Land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll get a shooting gallery, you know. You know, give them the, all the laser guns. The recreation of the L.A. River. If you move you all go. the Marvel rides over to Disney, that gives them uh, more open real estate where they could build more Harry Potter land. There you go. <laughs> There's a lot of lands in Harry <laughs> Potter that could be done still yet. I mean, we're getting a, yeah. we could get in a whole section that, that involves some stuff from Fantastic Beasts. Maybe build the um, the Riddle House somewhere. Yeah. Make and use it during Universal's horror nights. You know, to have the Riddle House that you could go through as a well. I guess J.K. Rowling didn't want her have her stuff in there, but to make the Riddle House and have it scary would actually make sense to me. But yeah. probably never going to happen. And instead of getting on the train and riding to the next park, you could just go into the bathroom and flush yourself. <laughs> <laughs> There's a horror thing right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good one there. (laughs) Next thing I have on my list is Pirates Dead Men Tell No Tales, which uh, they. I'm tired of seeing the exact same footage over and over again of that teaser. And as I went uh, Monday night, I guess is when I took Heather and also a friend of ours who's on, on, you know, she's in the States again. She's uh, doing mission work in Africa right now, but she came back in the States and I hadn't seen Rogue One yet. So we all, we took her to go see, but neither one of them were really that enthused with this teaser. Uh, They looked at it and they, they didn't like the villain. Uh, they thought, oh, what is this one again? But yeah, I, they need to show some more footage to really, I think, build some some big interest in it. Because right now it's just like, oh, oh look, another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Maybe. <laughs> but, you know, get a good trailer out there. Show us something. Then, you know, maybe we'll start getting excited. Yeah. I'm going to wait till the, the official trailer comes out and shows more before I go one yeah. way or the other. But I am excited about a new Pirates. Love Pirates of the Caribbean. So... I'm really excited about that, but like you said, I need to see more footage before I go one way or the other. Yeah, because right now it's a two out of four of good movies. Yeah, the first one and the fourth one I liked. The other two. Oh, I like the first one and the second one, mm. and then the other two were. Yeah, the second one at least wasn't bad. Yeah. Excuse me while I go hide my whole quadrilogy of the DVDs. Yeah, I still need to get the fourth one. I really I enjoy enjoyed it. the fourth one. Yeah. I thought I, I saw that one in 3D. Although the 3D was not very good on it, it was yeah, it was flat objects in 3D space. Yeah, I saw it in 3D too. The only 3D part that I can remember ever happened was the sword coming out. <laughs> that was that was it. That's oh, that's yeah. 3D. That was the rest of the movie was yeah. just 2D. Yeah, I think what, what what made that movie for me was I really liked the mermaid and the missionary aspect yeah. of it. I, I enjoyed those characters. Yeah. That kept me going. Yeah. All right. All right, next thing on the list. Uh, wow, well, I guess we've already talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and the new ride, but Star Wars Episode Eight will be coming in a year's time. Yep. And we know nothing about it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but yeah, we're excited as heck. It's going to have a crawl. Yes, mm-hmm. it will. Yeah, and I Luke might be. I wonder what it's going to say because it picks up immediately at the end of uh, episode seven. Mm-hmm. We get to see Luke become the new Yoda. Hopefully, I hope he talks. I we, were going to see, we were going to see Luke, you know, in Force Awakens, but little do we know, it was only going to be for like twenty seconds. <laughs> so but hopefully, it was we see exciting a little bit more. twenty seconds. We we're like, Luke, wait a minute, the credits. Mm. 
I'd be thinking, I think it'd be funny if you know Han walks in. Oh, I landed on. It, that's where they throw all their mattresses. Was down there. Th- there was a weather vane <laughs> underneath. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, but so, what yeah. about the wound? Well, hey, Darth Maul got chopped in half, and he's lived. Yeah. Don't bring him back. No. I, <laughs> I think that's why Harry or Harrison Ford was so happy to to do the press, you know, juncture, you know, talking about the movie so much because he knew. This was he it. Yeah. Can't yeah. They can't bring you back anymore. And he wanted to die. He wanted Han to die. Yeah. And so yeah. finally he got what he wanted. 30 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. He got it. So it makes for a very excited Harrison Ford. Yeah. And, uh, and apparently he is back in some sort of a flashback of some sort, uh, which maybe we'll get a little bit. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get a lot more of the origins uh, for Kylo Ren and for Ray, And we'll learn a little bit more about their history and, whose daughter she might actually be uh, a lot because a lot of people have speculated that there's this there's rock you can kind of see around Luke that looks somewhat like a gravestone and uh, the thought occurred to me today what if that's Ray's mother buried over there and maybe Luke had a wife and Ray is his daughter it's possible and what if it's Captain Phasma <laughs> that's freakish <laughs> but that would not be a group you know a dead mother you know to raise it somewhere no it wouldn't it wouldn't be but that would be weird, wouldn't it? Wow, gee, the phasma just went dark and evil. Ooh. I still think she's Lando's kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or she's Jen Erso's daughter. Yeah, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, here, I think George R. Binks has a better chance. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think. Um, I think we can tell that they're starting to really build around the the legend of Obi-Wan. You know, he's being referenced so much. He's, uh, especially in Rebels, he was referenced quite a bit in uh, Rogue One. I think think that might be where we see our family connection coming from, but we'll have to wait another 12 months. 12 more months. There's so many many theories out there of who she's related to. So what is it? It's probably going to be somebody we never even heard of. It's probably going to be uh, a man and a woman from some planet. It's not even in the Star Wars movies yet. And they just dropped her off. And we're like, well, we did all this for that? Yeah. She's not related to anybody we know already? Wait. Her parents could have been Jorel and Lara. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to arrive on one certain planet and suddenly find herself to be indestructible and super strong different gravity which you know that that begs the question with all these different planets in the star wars universe not one of them had an altered gravity enough to where it affected anybody yeah, all the gravity they all the seem to have the exact same gravity and atmosphere mm-hmm. <laughs> you could breathe oh sort of like star war star trek has what is it an m-class planet that class m planets, life. yeah yeah they're all they're all identical. They all have to have the same gravity. There's not even an adjustment of gravity that might happen to give you superpowers while you're on that planet. <laughs> yeah. What a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with all these new planets we got in Rogue One. We got like what five new planets? I mean, goodness. And not one of them gives somebody superpowers because they're an alien. But why well, is it only the ones that don't look human are aliens? Wouldn't the humans be <laughs> aliens when they go to the other some of these other worlds? Hmm. Hmm. Well, they could always hire a you know good plastic surgeon by the name of Doctor Evazon. And well, I heard he's dead. 
you know, it's going to be in the sequel to Rogue One, uh, and his buddy there is going to get his arm chopped off. So, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. Plus, look at the work he did on himself. You wouldn't want him to do it because his face. <laughs> I mean, it looked like somebody. Yeah, he's he's got some him. issues. He looks like something out of Bioshock. <laughs> but that All wraps right. up everything that I know of that I look forward to in 2017. Uh, is there anything happening in the parks that somebody remembers reading about? Uh, return of the uh, Electric Light Parade to Disneyland. Oh, the Main Street Electrical Parade? Well, isn't... Um, yeah. Because Main Street Electrical Parade, I thought I had already come back, and they brought back Paint the Night again, no. though, didn't they? It Paint the Night is currently running uh, during the holiday season at Disneyland, but it is going to go dark uh, while they continue to work on it and tweak it. But while it is down, they are they have brought back the Main Street Electrical Parade. Awesome. Don't quite know how long it's going to be running, but uh, we know that it's starting sometime in uh, mid-January. Mid They've got a special preview night that tickets are currently being sold for before it officially kicks off on january 15th um but uh, there's there's a new fireworks show i think coming to uh, the magic kingdom in florida as well isn't there and i think in disneyland they're about to get a new fireworks show because they're getting rid of the 60th anniversary show or maybe i think they already did that got rid of the 60th anniversary show and put in a new fireworks show yeah right now they've got the holiday fireworks show going on but uh, at disneyland they're actually going back to the old Remember Dreams Come True, the 50th anniversary fireworks oh, show. Oh, okay. Which uh, you know incorporates all, uh, a lot of different sounds and a lot of different aspects of Disneyland itself into the show. Hmm, okay. So there's some definitely some new things coming to the parks, which, oh, yeah. of course, make sure you all Always. tune in. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe right here on YouTube where anyone who might be watching this Make sure you subscribe and check out because we will keep you updated on anything we learn that's coming to the parks as well as these movies and stuff like that. Uh, but we better wrap this thing up here because we've gone on for a couple hours. This has been a long right. show. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. anyone who has marathoned along and listened to the entire show and come to this point. Uh, we will now give you a secret password that will enable you to visit Neverland anytime you want. And it is Pixie Dust. <laughs> so if you didn't listen to the entire show, you don't know the password. All right, but once again, a big thanks for the Mortis from the Mortis yeah. Matinee and Disney Indiana for coming by and I, sitting through this, even though you want to go eat your dinner. Yeah, two hours ago. But, well. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to eat something too. <laughs> I got to dig through the refrigerator. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> All right. And we'll have to do these live shows more often because this was awesome. Definitely. Yeah. And of course, a big thank you to our regular Eric, but we thank him for coming along anyway, because he always of course. manages to know those little facts that I forget because my brain is going. I blame it on Where? the diabetes. I, I don't going? know. I'll chase it down. It'll be a good exercise. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. 
We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to keeping the pixie dust alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you.